0: We say let's ride today with our guests, uh, Jesse Tarbell and Brian Mason of Sterling Street Brewery. We've been brewing this idea for, no pun intended, uh, for the last, I don't know, month and a half, Maddie.
1: Yeah, we've been cooking it. Finally, it's here.
0: Um, So we're excited. Another uh, fireside chat um, we have on the table. Thoughts, Matt, going into this?
2: fireside chat with the mash brothers which is what i've decided in this very moment i'm going to call them (laughs) moving forward i'll also accept super mash brothers i'll let them pick one or the other it's totally their call uh no i'm excited they've been looking forward to this one couple couple of our good buds who are crushing it right now just to hear a little bit about the journey and how they got there and what they love and what they don't love and what they'd like to change plans for the future i might have a business idea for them who knows we'll see it's going to be great
0: is it going to get funded
2: it's pre-funded. We're in. Uh, we're pre-revenue right now. It's. It's. Uh, we're looking for Series A tonight from the boys. We'll see.
0: I see. Base doesn't love the idea already. Um, He's in. He's in.
3: What's up, guys? So, boys, thanks for having us on the podcast.
0: Happy yeah. To do it. It, so, how much media have you guys done, it, other than social media? Is this your first foray into, you know? uh, radio, television, podcasting.
3: So I would say, unfortunately for you, no,
0: Yeah, Jesse
3: and I have done some podcasts before, um, some live streams. Well, if you search, search the webs,
0: you might find us out there, but you know, it's just part of the gig.
2: We'll be looking (laughs) feverishly to see who did higher numbers, obviously. Gibby's on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'll I'll take a look at the analytics. So, um, so tell us a little bit like let's get high level overview like what where the brewery started I know you guys started in 2020 which obviously like everyone's gonna look at the date and say oh man how did that happen we'll dive into that but um everyone not everyone but lots of people love to brew beer and it becomes a passion for some people they love to do it for their friends etc like where did it start in terms of you guys saying like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna start to brew beer and we're gonna sell to people and we're gonna open a brewery. So would love to kind of hear hear that story. Mace who wants, you want it? it?
2: Who wants it? I'm gonna pick it. who gets to tell <laughs> Yeah, it. This is this one's mace. Start it mace off. Gets yes. this one.
3: Oh,
1: okay.
3: <laughs> um, all right, I'll start. So I've been brewing beer. Started in my kitchen probably 20 years ago, 15 years ago, uh, just as a hobby. I think my wife might have, or even before I met her, just got me a, a kit, you know, a brew beer. So that was 15 years ago. Um, off and on since then, maybe, you know, once a month, couple times a month, went through periods where I was more serious about it, less serious about it. Then probably five years ago, um, I don't remember how it happened, Jess, maybe you do, but it was Jesse. Myself, a couple other friends just started to take it more serious um, and really just put some time and effort in. And we just were brewing beer every weekend together. Um, And then, Jess, you want to talk about the next step after we
1: spent every-
2: The four fellas days transitioning into two bros.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a couple of things. So first, one, one is we actually have a pretty cool picture. Um, on our timeline from mace when he was brewing in his kitchen back in hudson like i don't know 15 years ago and he was like my first batch of pumpkin right and then you know fast forward to 15 years later or whatever we have a a pumpkin beer that we sell like crazy so it's just kind of cool when you look at that and you think about what that was at that time and then you think about where he's come and where we've come to this point in time right but i think for me getting involved i remember Uh, Like May said, him and a couple of our good friends, we were interested in just trying to brew a little bit and just trying to get together as a hobby, just to hang out and have fun on weekends. Um, And that led to us starting with doing really basic stuff, ordering things off of websites and um, just kind of brewing on on the stovetop to moving outside um, to larger uh, (laughs) structures and kind of...
0: before I don't yeah, know, yeah. how many times did you like boil over and make an absolute <laughs> mess with like,
3: probably every time I would say,
0: <laughs> so I think too, like- it's
3: worth noting, you know, when I started way back when, or when Jesse and our other friends started, we had no intention of opening up a brewery. It was just kind of, right. we're hanging out for dude, just brewing beer. Um, and then I think, you know, we started visiting, we would always go to other breweries and visit. Um, we were all in the corporate world. I mean, I knew me probably like, you know, 80% of your audience out there doesn't love their day job. And I was just looking for a way out. Um, and I don't know, it's, we just started talking numbers and to see if we could actually put a business plan in place that made sense to open our own brewery. Um, I had come from a banking background put a business plan together and you know we just Jesse and I just whacked ideas off each other um and I guess we learned quickly so there was four of us to start that we weren't going to make enough money for all four of us to quit our jobs and live this glorious life of brewing beer so that got pretty real real quick once we actually looked at the numbers um and then it started with four of us Jesse and I decided hey you know there might be enough money for two of us to squeak out of this business and we decided to really take the next step
1: i think there yeah. was a time to oh sorry Maddie, but i think there was a time that the time that really hits me of when i thought like oh wow okay maybe this is possible is we we spent <clears throat> a good year and changed couple years brewing in Mesa's ba- basement we essentially had a a, a a brewing setup just scaled down much smaller to what we have now and we practice there making recipes brewing beer packaging it ourselves there putting it on draft yeah. and i think it was the 2019 super bowl we had a bunch of people over and we decided we were just going to run with our own beer we ended up having seven beers on tap for that super bowl yeah. and people enjoyed them and we enjoyed them and we had a lot of fun putting that together and making yeah. that happen and i know i left that party that super Bowl, thinking to myself like okay you know maybe we could do this and like Mace had said we've gone to a lot of breweries before then after then in between then where we tried beers and we went out and i could tell you like there were a lot of times when i would go out somewhere and i would enjoy the atmosphere the beer was okay the atmosphere was fun and i thought to myself if i'm drinking this beer and i'm paying this much money and all of these other people here are doing the same thing I really believe that if we put our minds to it, we can make the same quality, at least if not a better beer and provide a great experience, because I think that's something that we were good at. So I kind of left you know, that time frame thinking this really could be a path for us if the business plan itself makes sense.
2: The common thread between what both of you have said so far is while you haven't been technically, quote unquote, in business for more than a few years, you've been doing this for a long time. 15 ish years. And there's no substitute for experience. There's no substitute for the knowledge that you gain from trial and error of brewing a beer, thinking about what you might like. You guys had these plans. So that helps a lot too. And I feel like the atmosphere to me as somebody who's not like a heart, like I don't really, I'm not, I don't have the palate to understand the differences really. I can tell, but I don't really know to the micro levels that you do but I think you touched on it. The atmosphere is key. Like you've got to have a place that's welcoming that people want to hang out at and spend time at because that's the formula to success. So it's I think that part makes a lot of sense. But you guys have been at it for a long time now. If you may both have the same answer, you'll probably have a different answer to this. What is one thing that you've learned so far that you wish you knew sooner in the process? Hmm.
1: I I'll start. <clears throat> sure. I think it's one thing to brew beer and make beer and sell that beer and be proud of it. It's another thing to manage employees and um, have that aspect of the business, which, of course, you know it going into it, but until you're actually in it, it definitely creates a different dynamic. And uh, I think there are some things that you know we look back on and maybe we would have done a little differently. Um, yeah, or
3: just naive about it. I think exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're running, yeah, a pretty full scale big operation now. Like brewing the beer is the easy part. That's like fifteen percent, twenty percent of what we do. The other yeah, dealing with employees, schedules, lawyers, accountants, bills, like it's insane that what we have to do on a day to
1: day business to run the business, you know. And trying to and booking entertainment too, you know, we want to make sure that we're providing. An atmosphere for people to want to go to, but not exhausting ourselves financially, while also trying to figure out—you know—we've got a couple of years in now, so we understand the downtimes. So, how do we offset some of those downtimes mm-hmm. with yeah. different events that we can handle, and how do we spread things out? So, there's just a lot more that goes into it than just making yeah. beer. Which I'm, I'm I think too-
3: when yeah, yes. when we went into it, we kind of knew, hey, there's this whole realm of stuff that we have no idea. It was crazy. Like we knew that we didn't know stuff, but we, I don't know. I would always say to Jesse, like we know some people that own restaurants in town. And I would always say like, Hey, if he can do it, why can't we like, he's not any smarter than we are, you know, like we're, we're smart guys. We can figure it out, but it was just something we had no idea what we were doing until we yeah. did it. And now, you know, we're, we're still figuring out, but
2: yeah. You iterate <laughs> as you go, you get a little bit better every day. 1% yeah. every day for you guys until you hit a hundred <laughs> and then you retire and then you sell the business
0: <laughs> and he yeah, asked the confidence too right <laughs> like that hey and, and we're gonna make it um one question i had is we're talking about like the the genesis of this too is like when what was the first beer that you brewed mm-hmm. that you're like this is a hit i know it um we're running <laughs> let's go for it i don't know if that was you mace if if that was you jesse doing some qa some quality assurance there um that you're like this is the one we know we've got a product now i have an. i know i have an answer
1: yeah. um what, what do you think What's Mace? Your... i'd like to hear you first though uh, i think you could go, well let me well, let me preface it by this yeah. i think you could go two ways i think you could say here's what we have that we brewed at the brewery where we thought okay like we found yeah. it or mm-hmm. we could say, here's what we found brewing in your basement where it's potential. And I think we're on to something. So I think you could go one yeah. of two ways.
2: Which of those that. two has sold more? Lifetime. Maybe that's your answer.
1: Uh, yeah, go for it. What do you got, Jess? So I would say I'm going to answer both because I am a very balanced person. I'm a Libra. Hey. hey, I like balance.
2: Biden's America. You do <laughs> what you need to do.
1: <laughs> so I would say... The first, we'll start from the beginning. I think the first beer that we brewed at Mace's house in the basement where we thought, okay, we're on to something. We have potential, in my opinion, okay, I know what was, you're gonna say. was Tilt. Tilt, yeah. Yeah. Tilt. you and, mentioned it, yeah. Yeah. And Tilt was a New England IPA. And it was really the first time that we had come to the table, and that was Mace's recipe. We had come to the table and figured out something. Like, we started to, like, things started to click. And we mm-hmm. thought, wow, like okay, yeah, that we're, was moving in the, we're moving in the right direction. Um, and then I think when we get to the brewery itself, without question for me, it's it's otherwise, which yeah. is a New mm-hmm. England otherwise. IPA, and that's our yeah. that's been our number one seller. Um, it's our flagship beer. People ask for it all the time. We move it like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's the product that we sell in the most package stores, the most restaurants, and the brewery itself. So yeah, yeah I think those two iterations are what stand out we kind
3: of fell into some luck with that one too so that was our talking about otherwise our flagship new england ipa when we first opened that we didn't that was not our first new england ipa that we brewed i think it was our third we brewed two we brewed two other ones which were mediocre you know we were still learning the system and uh we put them out people said they were good in our hearts we knew they weren't the best beer um Mm. Then we brew otherwise, which was a new recipe. And it was the first day that we actually had our canning. So it was the first beer that we canned. And that was a big thing, canning release. Um, And it was awesome just tasting the beer out of the tank, knowing that this beer is going to be our first beer going into cans. It was amazing. It was like we hit another level that we were hoping that we would hit. I don't know. We weren't sure. But uh, the beer was awesome. We sold a pallet of cases and a day. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, So that was a, that was a great day for.
0: Yeah. There's
2: there's probably, there's a lot of those, I would imagine there's a lot of those scary moments where it's probably earlier on, maybe even a little bit more now, but probably not as frequent where you're like, is this going to work? Is this something that we can pull off? The beer is one angle. And obviously you talked earlier about that becomes the easiest part of owning the brewery. And then it becomes all of the other aspects of the business what's uh what's what's the future look like in terms of you know not anything in particular, but what are you guys thinking in terms of things you'd like to accomplish from here?
1: I think that growth is always on our mind. It's what type of growth. Um, we need we we take pride in the fact that we took the time to build out a comprehensive business plan that we researched and put a lot of time and effort into it. We spoke to multiple potential lenders. We spoke to multiple private backers. Um, We were really smart about how we went about it from a financial standpoint to make sure that we set ourselves up for success. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, we're kind of taking the same approach as we move forward. Um, We've been in business for two years. Um, You know, in year one, we, we did numbers that... Uh, other breweries who we you know felt we were comparable to uh took three or four years to do um mm-hmm. so you know kind of seeing how we grow from there is is what we're looking at right now uh and it's you know what do we want to do um I know for sure that we've had the opportunity to go down a couple paths and we haven't done that yet because uh, it just didn't make sense mm-hmm. so you know I think at the end of the day and you know let me speak to this as well but I think we would we would definitely like to like to grow in the sense of potentially opening another location in the right place for the right price at the right time. Um, yeah, I think we've, yeah. Jesse and I talk about it,
3: I don't know, weekly, daily about kind of what our next steps are. If it's more tanks, signing on with the distributor, trying to get into more restaurants, package stores, second location um expanding this location there's a lot of different avenues for growth It just yeah what jesse said just see what makes sense uh buying a canning line by not buying a canning line yeah, and buying more tanks like we're crunching numbers all day long to try to see what what's going to work for us versus just spinning our wheels
2: so. yeah you can't do all that stuff at once you have to focus probably in yeah. in a or a couple areas yeah. or else you're just going to stretch yourself a little thin yeah that makes sense that's exciting
1: and then there's
0: a lot of things. Oh, go ahead. Gibby. No, I was just going to say like getting into a package store, like what yeah. does that process look like? Like, are you, are you reaching out to distributors and saying like, Hey, we've got this great product, try it, put it on the shelves. Um, Cause you know, their space is money <laughs> for them. So like, yeah. They want so for us, on.
3: we, we self-distribute, so we don't go through a distributor.
0: So okay,
3: it's, it's, Jesse and I walking into a package store, or a restaurant, maybe with a four pack sample and saying, hey, you know, we're the new brewery in town or that was the old sales pitch. Now we're the two year old brewery in town, um, <laughs> you know,
1: and basically, yeah, just asking for the order, you know, I mean, it's just sales. Yeah. Um, a little a little little uh, tidbit of info here for you. Fun fact.
0: Yeah. Drop Mason it.
1: and I at one point both worked for a corrugated box company selling cardboard boxes. To old dudes in warehouses that wanted nothing to do with us. Um, And uh, at the time, actually, really funny is that I got a job there first and Mace was looking for a job and I like gave him the info and they brought him in and they hired him knowing that we weren't, they didn't, they had no idea that we were friends. We just never told them we were friends. (laughs) So they hired him. I don't even remember why we, Oh, oh, off.
3: Guys, just
2: For passionate about boxes, yeah. The they we, love cardboard, we
1: didn't even know each other, yeah. It was For, so forts, weird. whatnot. But in the meantime, like Mace is getting married, I'm and I'm the best man in his wedding, so <laughs> like yeah. nobody knows this. But my point is, uh, I think when you're trying to go sell cardboard boxes to people who don't want them, when you actually have a, you know, you're in sales, Gibby, Maddie, yep. we're all in sales. Like yep, when you yep. have a product that you're proud of and you care about, like, sure. You're still going through the process of walking in and try to sell your product. This is your product. You believe That's me. a big part so of the battle. It, yeah. Dude,
0: it just makes it so much easier. You're not uh, bringing sand like, to the beach that way. Cuban <laughs> selling trash bags in the neighborhood. you're like, Cuban. <laughs> Mark Cuban. <laughs> yeah, Mark Cuban cubes. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's something that, I don't know
3: really resonates with me or Jesse and I have talked about like, this is our business sales equals money for us. So it's like, like we, and Jesse and I were talking about If we want to go out tomorrow and get three more package stores to sell cans in, I Mm. mean, that might be an extra thousand dollars a month in our pocket or whatever. Like we it's on our, it's on us to just do the work.
2: That's the most exciting part. I would imagine I'm not a small business owner, but like you're so close to every aspect of the financials that you're you can very easily equate your effort to an ROI which i think yep. you know not to say your motivation in opening a brewery is to make a bunch of money but it's a really nice byproduct so if you're going to do that and that's your focus then every little bit that you have to give to it obviously translates directly whereas if you're working in sales for a corporation you know yep. you see a small percentage of it so that part is exciting because yep. it's really just what you put in at that point which is cool
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so we, we we're talking a little bit at the the opening to right, like you you guys started in 2020, and we've alluded to like you're two years old, and you make this investment, Jesse. We've talked about this, and and you've been on you know um, different virtual brewery tours and and all those fun things, but like. You start in 2020, you make an investment, you're buying a bunch of equipment, you're opening up a shop. Like, what the frig is going through your mind? Like, like, oh, the world shut down, um, and we just opened this. Like, what? Tell me a little bit about that. Like March timeframe back then when where you guys were at and and how you kind of came out of it.
1: Yeah. So I think we've, I've told this story now so many times that it's become like gospel for us um, (laughs) because it's just, it's just, but it's so crazy and people are always fascinated by it because of just the way the timing works out. Um, I remember we signed our lease in December of 2019. Uh, It was a five-year lease um, and we had to have our lease signed in advance because in order to get the proper permits and licensing, you need to have the property in order to go through that. So You know, we're signing this and, you know, we're reaching agreements with the landlord to make sure that we're not going to overextend ourselves financially while we take the next, you know, six, nine months to build out the brewery, build out the space and get ourselves up and running. And so we do that in December of 2019. And then in February of 2020, we put down a non-refundable deposit. We bought all of our brew equipment, um, middle of it. It's there, like we're okay. We're going. This is it, right? Chips in the middle. We're going for it. I we're think that in. deposit was north of ninety thousand dollars. Yeah, you're in. Right. Which was like half. In the a way, equipment. that's a,
2: in a way that's a real nice motivator. It's like, sure, sh- well, I can't burn that, right? We gotta, we gotta get moving. We gotta make okay. it work.
1: Yeah, but at that time, like we felt good about it. You know, yeah. we had no, we yep. weren't really concerned. Of course, there's so much going on, so much in the air. You have feelings going in every which way, but we had no reason to not be concerned for the most part. And then obviously the entire world shuts down in March of 2020. And I'll never forget Mason. And I had a pretty open hearted conversation. Um, I think we were stuck at home because nobody could leave or go anywhere. So we were on the phone and I was outside pacing up and down my walkway for about an hour, him and I talking like, here are our options. We, we bail out. We, we, lose everything that we put into it at this point in time. And we just call it a wash and risk losing anything else. Or we just keep going forward, take a chance, see what happens. And there's so much happening at that point in time in the news. There's so much information coming from so many different directions. And it's literally changing every day, sometimes like hourly. So we just don't know, right? We don't know. Um, It got to the point even where our landlord called us at 1.1 to have a conference call and was like, what do you guys, what's the plan here? You know, if you want out, I'll let you out of the lease, like no harm, no foul. Yeah. You know." I remember I
3: was looking at like the used market for stainless steel tanks and Hey, I got 90,000 or $180,000 worth of equipment <laughs> shipping over, you know, how much can I sell that far in the used market and what's our real loss going to be? And I mean, it was, it was, it was intense. Yeah, it there's was. always money in the
2: banana stand. There's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> yeah. Renewable resource. You guys figured that so, out. So, yeah, we were
3: like, all right, we can cut our losses now and each lose whatever, 50 grand or something or 80 grand, and that would suck. Or we yeah. could each throw in a little bit more money and just keep the train rolling and see what happens.
2: So you're like a former you amateur, po- amateur poker player.
0: There's no way you
2: were folding <laughs> that hand.
0: My <laughs> so, land. Like, yeah. I, I know that Mace will never fold um, based on the third hole. I think it was uh tall pines. Um <laughs> we were head to head on Sunday of our golf trip in Pinehurst, and um <laughs> Mace looked over at me and I've got like a 50-foot putt, and he's like, What what's this for? It's like eight, and he's like, Oh, good, because this one's for nine. <laughs> like,
2: you guys just limp into the finish line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I, I think we pushed it nine. Um, which Jesse, I uh apologize for two putting for from 50 feet when I couldn't four putt from <laughs> 13. <laughs> hey, you made up for it, you know. made up for it with that
1: uh, that that 65 foot uh, runner that you threw up there. Yeah, well.
0: You know,
2: was that the was that the track with the uh, everybody ended up on that porch overlooking the hole at the end after mm-hmm. we were done? Is that that same is that that the course you guys are talking about?
0: No, it was the one that um, there was there was a woman that was making breakfast sandwiches that could barely yeah. walk, and I have <laughs> no idea why she was like mm-hmm. still working. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it looked like it was like a a deserted TD Bank. Um, <laughs> that was the last yeah. day. Yeah. That was
2: the last day. Yeah, we that deserved called- a little better. But the course was fun. We just, uh, the amenities, it was very much like a middle school, uh, elementary school type vibe. We had the yeah. cinder blocks. We made it work. It was cold.
0: That's for sure. Yeah. So, no, but um, in terms of like where, you know, what's going on, like, tell us a little bit. I've been to the brewery. It is impressive. Like there, it, there was a crowd when I showed up. Um, every employee was upset when they saw Jesse and they saw one of the <laughs> founders there. Um, but, but tell us a little bit about like the day to day, like what, what sort of activities are going on. I know there's a trivia night, but we'd love to hear a little bit more about like general, you know, the, the happenings there.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I'd say, you know, we're open six days a week, Tuesday to Sunday, we take Mondays off. Uh, we do. we do a good amount of canning on Mondays. It's also other days throughout the week, but I know that Mace tries to plan it for, for Mondays. Mace heads up the whole like production side of things and he's there full time. So he's there during the week, during the day. Um, He's just kind of overseeing the overall flow of, of the business. Um, So he has a lot of responsibility um, in that, in that aspect of it. Um, He handles the production schedule. He works head close with our head brewer, to make sure that things are moving the way that they should. And that actually, Mace and I talk about our brewery schedule quite a bit. And it's a pretty intense thing to keep track of because all just there's no, there's no, you know, there's some rhyme and reason to it for sure, but things change by a day or two or whatever. And you really have to kind of plug and play. It, feel, it must feel like Tetris for you, Mace, trying to fit things yeah. in sometimes. I mean, there's
3: six tanks going on at once and we got to figure out which beers are in what tank and I don't know a beer kind of living product. You hopefully it's done in 17 days, but if it takes 18, that could mess up your next three months. I don't know. It's And then we have to schedule, obviously when the, the canning line comes in and ingredients and everything. And also what sells, we might have a plan that, you know, in three weeks, we're going to brew our flagship IPA. But then if the stout all of a sudden goes on a run and kicks, we're pivoting to brew something else there. Um, so yeah, I handle the, scheduling and all that um but yeah jesse does all the entertainment and all the like the all the fun stuff in the tap room
2: i divide and conquer smart smart. you guys gotten to the point where you're thinking about bringing anybody in to do that stuff for you you're not quite there yet
1: it's a good question i mean
3: for us, i don't know the way i feel is i mean i like doing what i do you know um I don't know jess obviously you're juggling two jobs so you get
1: you know something to do
3: but i think i feel like you enjoy what you're doing you know like
1: yeah i do i think like the ultimate goal would be for me to join mace in the non-corporate non-cor- world and be part of the brewery and i think you know we've talked about that and we we have a plan potentially to get there at some point um mm-hmm. when it makes sense for the business and for my myself personally um so, yeah, I mean, I think if that ends up being what we end up doing, then we just keep running the show in the way that we're doing it uh, because we both like what we do and it, it's been working um, pretty well. You know, I think take some time to find your groove. Um, you know, one thing I'll say is that Mace and I have been friends since high school and mm-hmm. you know they always say don't go into business with your friends or family or whatever but i can say that i truly believe that mace and i work really well together does that mean that we have not had hard conversations with each other no we definitely have he's called me out i've called him out we hold each other accountable but i think we've kind of reached that mutual respect where you know if one of us isn't living up to the expectations then we'll let the other one know and we'll try to figure out how to help each other and it's actually been really solid for the last couple of years, um, which I think is a testament to, I think it's a testament to both of us recognizing, you know, how we work. I think we work well, you know, like he has strong points. I have strong points. He has weak points. I have weak points. I think that we can kind of balance each other. So that's a long way of saying that if we can keep doing what we're doing in this, this, this capacity, then I think we'd like to, I would say that's probably another thing when we talked
3: about kind of like surprises of year one or whatever. Um, just the fact that how much, I don't know what we thought going into it, you know, but how much you and I need to work together on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Just how much work it is to run a brewery or how many decisions are going to be made every single day to, you know, you and I think differently about a lot of things we need to come to, can you know, what I think is best. You don't think is best, or, you know, the other way around, but we always just come out with a way that, all right, let's just do it this way. I mean, and generally I think it works. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's better that you don't agree on everything. Like you you guys compliment each other well, but it's better that you have disagreements. I know of a couple of situations. Yeah. Yeah, You've had different ideas and you didn't even align on the idea, but you went with the idea that somebody wanted more than the other person and it worked out. So like, I think more than that for you two, what works with partnerships like this is the trust that you have, that the other person is acting in the best business of the, uh, in the best interest of the business, which. Yeah. You guys do well because you're both like pretty even keel too. Like I feel like you guys don't like light each other up about things. You're just talking stuff. Yeah, I think just...
3: something at least in our business, you know, that I learned is even if I don't agree with the idea or whatever the case may be, like it's not going to shut the business down. You know, nope. like it might in my eyes not <laughs> be the best idea, but it's fine. Like <laughs> are gonna so go up without me. a hitch. Yeah, the next day we move on to something else. Like it's fine. Well,
0: that's I, what I, Maddie has to talk to me about with the one night in
2: five
0: minutes. You might
3: like, want a different intro or something. But...
2: No. No, Listen. So that's the that's kind of the scary thing about yeah. this partnership is Gibby could quite literally do anything at any time, and I'm good. I roll with it, but uh, it works for us. i got a
3: couple of suggestions for you at the end of this. So. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I actually have
2: a good – hey, I, and I've got one for you, Mace. We'll swap. I figured out your food problem. I did it in like five minutes. It's it's amazing how brilliant I am. But um, My food just, problem. Just, Jesse already said it was good to go. So it's pretty much
1: halfway greenlit, but we'll, <laughs> the last, we'll stamp it. The, the last thing I'll say is that it's, it's, this is relationship is very much like a marriage. You know, there's mm-hmm. give and take, yep. right? You pick your battles. Like there might be some things where I really disagree on Mace and I'm going to tell him and he'll do the same with me. But then there's other things like he said, like, is this really going to matter at the end of the day? No, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Go get your nails done. It's fine. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know? yeah Yeah. So you, 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 but you learn that because in year one, those things might be more of a Mm -hmm. bigger deal than they are right now. You know, like Mace, we're doing a pastry stout. Like Mace is probably like, this is, this could be terrible. And it could be terrible, but we're going to do it. And we're going to see how it comes out. Cause
2: you've earned the right to do that stuff. too It's not going to kill you. Like you said, like Mace said, like, who cares if it's not any good, people aren't going to care. They're going to try it anyway. Right. Yeah.
1: We can't have anything worse than at least one or two beers that we've had in the past. What are the the two worst beers
2: you've, two worst beers hands down that you just thought about that you've brewed?
1: Low end theory, Mm -hmm.
3: license to ale. Mm
1: -hmm. Interesting. (laughs) There's no doubt. Okay. Um, Couple interesting.
3: Yeah, there. I mean, when we first brewed, like I don't know, a week before we opened, we had we were going to launch with four beers, and we kind of brewed these four beers that we had in our mind that all sounded awesome we're kind of learning the system and our head brewers you know hey we're gonna brew this beer it's gonna be awesome we're listening to them <laughs> basically i remember like texting jesse three days before we opened and we're like dude all of these beers suck
1: like, these are the worst
3: <laughs> like, and, like we're gonna open this brewery on saturday it's wednesday or whatever like these beers are horrible And I don't know. They just kind of came around. We added some carbonation to them. We dropped the temperature over here. We did this over there. One of them still sucked. But
2: 75% ain't bad.
3: It was still (laughs) some people's favorite beer. I would say that's the one thing with beer, which I don't know if you know, any other product. But
2: yeah, it's like, well, it's like pizza, right? Rick likes Rosati's and that's not pizza it's not real pizza some people (laughs) some people would argue that it's barely edible but he likes it and we support him in that endeavor so you make some cover your ears cover your ears open them up open them up wide
1: but that that also I think stands to kind of what we what Sterling Street Brewery stands for is we are very conscious of wanting to make sure that we have a beer for every single person that walks in that brewery Mm -hmm. um whether you want a German lager, or you want a light ale, or you want a double IPA, or a stout, or a seasonal. Sour. If you want a sour, if you want, we have seltzer now. We have kombucha. Mm-hmm. We're talking about maybe doing having something non-alcoholic. Like we want every single person to walk in and feel welcome at Sterling Street and be able to Smart. enjoy something with their company. Um, Smart.
0: We we've stayed true to that since day one.
2: Smart. You gotta you gotta listen to the voice of the customer. Ultimately, you're not gonna get anywhere without that.
0: So the voice of the customer also this time of year right is it's pumpkin time mm. <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's it's a it's hot a lot topic of pumpkin. right like it, it starts in august like everyone's like yeah. okay we're gonna have pumpkin lattes yeah. we're gonna have pumpkin beer um what are your thoughts what <laughs> what i see jesse kind of smiling over there um i know you have a pumpkin beer on tap um how does it do? Like, <laughs> tell me a little bit about the pumpkin fiasco that's going on. And I'm I'm a fan of the pumpkins. I'm, I'm not opposed. A, a Gibby, have you had our pumpkin beer? I haven't yet. I had your summer ale, which was fantastic. Okay. I even posted on Instagram and tag you guys. And I think we got to get Gibby some of the, the pumpkin beer. Yeah. Uh, um, so we launched,
3: that was one of the four or five beers that we launched with. Um, yep. Our head brewer had a recipe for pumpkin beer. Um, he had brewed commercially elsewhere, brought that over. We I think we added some different spices to it. Um, and it was actually awesome. It, that was probably our best beer the day that we launched. And throughout the fall, then years one and two, I mean, our pumpkin is, it's awesome. And it outsells everything else during pumpkin season. I don't know, three to one, four to one. Wow. It just crushes. Um, and so many people say that's their, you know, favorite pumpkin ever. And so much better than all these other ones. And, um, I don't know, again, when Jesse and I were in the basement, we never brewed a pumpkin beer. We never thought that we would ever have a pumpkin beer at our brewery. It wasn't something that we
1: really cared about, but, um, (laughs) if you told me that we were going to own a brewery and have a pumpkin ale on tap in our first five beers, I would have said you're out of your goddamn mind. Like no way. Like that's not what we're doing. We're not making pumpkins. I don't want a shipyard. I don't want whatever. Like I think oh, you would have it. lost.
2: You would have lost Albany's early. That's good two, news for them.
1: Two years later, if you told me we were going to sell over 2,100 individual servings in the tap room of pumpkin, I would have said, "Why haven't we done this sooner?" <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 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 crazy, and people people love it man like i think yeah, what's it's weird, good it's
3: really good it's not too over the top i mean like, yeah
1: it's a great beer and that's so what i was gonna, gonna, gonna say i gonna get, give you some i was gonna say <laughs> about all of our seasonals whether it's the pumpkin <clears throat> it's the summer ale we do a winter ale it's called gingerbread snuggles part oh man we partly named Uh-oh. because it's just so funny when you see dudes walk up and order gingerbread snuggles it's really funny um <laughs> I'm, but it but none of them are overpowering, you know, like I grew up really enjoying Sam Adams, for example, Sam Adams summer, Sam Adams winter. I loved those. They're Oktoberfest. I loved them when I was growing up, but as I got older, I just felt like they were too spiced out. There was too much going on that took away from the beer itself and just became more of like a, I don't know, something I just didn't care for. So I personally appreciate that we're a bit more subtle and I think people, people appreciate that.
2: Yeah. You want to hit them over the head with it it's been done. Like you said, there's so much to give his question earlier, you know, about like your general competition in the area, everybody's doing one of those beers and they're all pretty much the same. So you, this is a way for you to sort of deviate from that and, and be a little bit more uh, shamrocks and shenanigans.
0: I, I can share video too. So we'll, we'll get a video clip of, of <laughs> Jesse's uh, covert um, <laughs> advertising right there. Um, but so, um before we we leave for the day a couple things that that you know i wanted to make sure right so you're on your trips you're going around to different package stores and you know you just need a snack you need you're not like hungry for dinner but you need something um to get between lunch and dinner uh mace is driving he's filling up the gas tank mace um, what do you hope that Jesse comes out of the package store or the gas station with for you for a snack and vice versa, Jesse? So I'll start and with I, you. Vince. I like this twist. Well done, Gibby. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, you know, I put some thought into this, obviously, been hearing this question <laughs> asked. Um, I usually tune out when you guys ask it, but oh,
2: uh, um, well, we're going to find out right now. <laughs>
3: Uh, if Jesse's going in for me, if I had a request for him, I'd probably request some of those nachos. Maybe with a little bit of that pump cheese in there,
2: <laughs> Wow. just fill me
3: up. Oh, give me some gas station nachos.
2: Okay. Right past the rollers. You go into the corner there where they usually set up. Yeah. We're, we're going past yeah.
3: the, uh, taquitos and going right to yeah. the
2: nachos. Yeah. That's hard. I'm going in
3: myself. I'm not, I'm not pumping it. So I'm going to be getting the, uh, <laughs> the Chex mix, probably bold, bold and dusty. Yeah.
1: That's, That's smart. Yeah. Good choice. Yes, yeah, so if you're that's sending it. me
3: in, what, what am I looking for you?
1: Uh, I'm looking for two things specifically. I want sun chips of the harvest cheddar variety. Ooh, and subway. I want yeah. peanut M Ms. Yeah, those yep. are the two go to for me. And depending <laughs> on whether or not I'm super hungover, a nice ginger ale would be great as well. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a... ah, you know maybe what? A, this is actually
0: maybe a fun
3: game. Ticket?
2: Yeah, a couple scratches. It was a, a fun game. Gibby, we should start trying to see how well we know our guests and guess before mm. they guess. And then hopefully. Oh, that's that's, that's Cause, fun. Because my answer for Tarbell would be salt and vinegar chips.
1: Now, you bring up a great point. <laughs> I do very much enjoy a salt and vinegar chip, but I have a difficult time finding a good brand at a, at a package store. I'm a big fan of Miss Vicky's. Mm-hmm yeah I don't see those at all of them that I go to, so I don't no. I don't want them you know Cape Cod doesn't okay one. they're not bad, but
2: um, yeah, you know, I know what you mean a little picky Salt salt vinegar there. chips are not created equal. I
1: have like those answers. I housed some salt and vinegar almonds earlier today, and those are Ooh, where they're at, man. That's real nice. we got to depending go depending back on the length of out. the
3: depending on the length of the trip also you might be just going right for the Ben and Jerry's court. <laughs> Maybe
2: some, wow. uh, some cookie dough know, or something. Yeah. <laughs> we're nice we're nice in that car for a long time. Wow. Mason, <laughs> the passage right back, you see, just right putting right a quart Yeah, Yeah, the kind bar. Going with the nachos and following
3: up with a
2: cord of ben, ben and Jerry's. We call, we call that a week's. That order is called a week's when you come <laughs> out with all a, that stuff. Brings his own spoon to the, to the road trip.
1: <laughs> Puts a bib on.
2: That's fantastic. Those
3: are
1: great. I places. can
2: do the pro move and stick it
3: in the microwave in the gas station before mm-hmm. you leave. Get a straw.
2: Oh, yeah, while you're there, just move in. Down. They got a
0: bathroom got around the corner.
2: <laughs> you got a stew going.
0: Oh, I love it. That's so fantastic. You guys are both big Patriots fans, um, NFL fans. Where Where do you see the rest of the year going? Anything you're looking forward to um, for the rest of the NFL season? You can throw it at me, Jesse. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my lumps already.
1: You know, it's so hard, Gibby, because I really love you. I think you're a great, great person. It's so hard for anyone on this planet to like Russ <laughs> Wilson. It's so impossible for anyone. I think he's just. Confusing. I don't think he does deep down. I I think he annoys Gibby too. I just think that Gibby is has a stance, man. Like he's he's a Broncos fan, so it doesn't matter. You throw him out there, you're gonna like him. He's so corny and so lame, and just watching him fail as much as a you know being like a human. I don't want to see other humans fail. It's just he's so bad. I just can't stand him. He makes everything so bad. Um, you know,
2: it's there's gotten that, worse. There's that. It's gotten
1: worse but over the past like year. It, it has. Like he he wasn't as bad when he was in Seattle, but no. something has changed in him. Listen though, like. What can be said that hasn't been said? You know, I can't yeah, say anything it. else. When you have kickers making fun of him,
0: yeah, that's <laughs> like low, You low have bar.
1: peaked. There's nothing else you can do. It's
0: yeah. it's it's interesting <laughs> to say the least. But I'm going to defend. Like I, I was talking to someone that <laughs> posted like, check your Halloween candy. Yeah, um,
2: he sent waiting. this to me. He preemptively sent this to me and said he was keeping receipts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And they're like, oh, Broncos tickets, and they're like, you know, check your Halloween candy. Actually, <laughs> someone that we might have on the the podcast in the next few weeks, but and I was like, why? Why is everyone in the world? But like, it's because I identify not yes. rightfully so as a Broncos fan. It's like,
2: low hanging fruit, and people are lazy, and so they're going to take it. And no, but it's all fair. the other things.
0: It's fair. I I put it out there. It's a lightning rod that I, that I accept, and and so. Um, but I, I enjoy it Gibby. i can't wait until russ is in the afc championship game uh, <laughs> what no. year
2: yeah when about, are you going backwards
0: what year
1: when is that yeah. happen? that's never ben, happening did you just benjamin button us this is never is. happening yeah Gibby, i see where he's going serious question okay would you in this moment right now yes trade oh, going russell wilson for geno for smith straight up oh. oh no
0: no that's insanity you
1: said it was for Bailey Zappi. I thought you, Bailey, <laughs> I I thought thought I you like were gonna go Gino's Mac Jones.
0: Line. I like yeah. Gino's line after week one. Like, you know, they they wrote me off, but I didn't called up didn't or whatever. That, yeah, you know, uh, I didn't return to call. I yeah. I appreciate him. Um, I still think Drew Locke should be the quarterback there. Um <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's quite Maybe. possible, Gibby, that you just don't know what a quarterback looks like.
0: It looks like John Elway.
2: Because <laughs> those guys you just mentioned do not look anything like a quarterback. Drew Locke would, I don't be, I don't feel confident he would have the ability to throw the ball into a 50 yard hoop. if He was standing next to it. He's
0: worse than Russ. So now no, we have just, it, Russ was fine last week, uh, um, but there's a chance. There's a chance that Drew Locke could get it through that 50 yard. Hoop. <laughs> what, t- what percent. <laughs>
1: wait we don't need to hold on can i can i say something real quick it's just again, no it has nothing to do with how bad the broncos are or Russ. it's an email that just came in and i just felt it's appropriate to read this um it's from someone that i know from many years ago who i haven't talked to in a while and literally just sent an email in it uh about a minute ago I said, "Hi, Jesse. Just a quick note to say that, based upon my 40 years of beer drinking experience, your tart rhymes is fantastic. It has truly become one of my favorites. Great labeling. Also, keep up the great work." Um, he is. Did I did I write that? <laughs> no, you didn't. But uh, I just think that's you know kind of cool that that just literally flashed on my phone while we're sitting here talking about the we, brewery and when we manifested it. When we get those kind of those kinds of notes, right? And like Mace gets them, I get them. We hear those things sometimes from people. Um, it just kinda is a surreal moment to know that, you know, people are enjoying what we do and that like that, that matters. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Keeps you going. That's my favorite beer. I like that guy or girl. It's a good mm-hmm. good review.
1: Yeah, you do. That's yours. Our son, su- mm-hmm. that's our sour ale um that mm-hmm. we do different renditions of. Um, anyways, back to the Broncos no,
0: stuff. so if Mace had any thoughts on on the rest of the football season, then I have one last question, then we can we can walk it out.
3: Uh I don't. I think Jesse pretty much summed it up. I think he <laughs> just said what we were all thinking.
0: Yeah, everyone's got a nice healthy.
3: I mean, the job are and... floundering. I don't think they deserve any more time than um, we didn't yeah. give them. So
1: yeah. they got to They're going to finish like nine and eight or something, right? Like yeah, the Pats. It's yeah. got to be ten and eight at best. Probably going be, uh... And I don't know. A largely forgettable 500
2: season to nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yep. Same as where Gibby's headed, but he, I think his expectations may be outside of. Oh those, yeah, yeah, no, i Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I think I got some big news for the day here. Oh. I uh, I'll be golfing with Casey on Friday. In Gardner, That's exciting, I think. Yeah, in Gardner. Who, so who the, what's up-
2: what's the uh, what's the crew for giant. that? Who ended up who signed up.
3: Uh, so it's Casey and one of his friends. I have no idea who it is. And I'm bringing a friend that he has no idea who it is as
2: well. I love that. Uh, it's kind of yeah. uh, like, a, kind of a dad blind. friend
3: that yeah, good golfer, but we're going to go out there and do our best and watch have Casey you... whacking around with that massive putter. I hope he still has that thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> have you played Gardner ever? No. Oh, it's such a treat. It's one of the best munis. It's it's, it's a cool just, course.
3: Yeah. I'm excited. It's so about nice. It.
2: Yeah, that'll be a good day. Weather's going to be primo. We're looking at maybe yeah. some, tu- we'll touch the low 70s for you. We'll see. Yeah, we'll really, see. Um, yeah.
3: It's going to be nice. You got a That's chance awesome. to put a
1: ball right on the highway at one mm-hmm. point? Yeah,
2: you do. I'll I do. hit a ball onto a uh, pickup truck on that very highway. <laughs> I, I, I believe going. it. Longest believe drive I've it. ever hit, anyone's ever hit, quite <laughs> honestly. It's still moving. Par three. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs>
0: I hit a butt onto it. Yeah.
2: Mace would putt from the from T the, uh, box on a par three. It's going to happen eventually. We just got to get him the right so, hole. Yeah, I'm excited well,
3: about that. I mean, I haven't seen Casey since the last golf trip. So
2: it uh, should be fun. would be nice. Then we got a draft coming up.
3: Yeah, we get the draft
2: date. Some some people exciting. are getting fit. Some people are getting new sticks. There's a lot of rumors out there. We'll see what happens. But yeah, we're we got the, a real uh, nice the trip.
3: spreadsheet unlocked. I think that was mm-hmm. a big day.
2: Yeah, that was probably took Koch a lot to hit that. But it <laughs> that really,
1: was, he that was exciting it. for everyone.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know much copying, and pasting I did in that thing. <laughs> boop,
2: boop, uh, boop. if you don't think if you don't think he's replicated that sheet and made another one just to be safe, every time you make an update, <laughs> he moves it, then you're mistaken.
0: Password <laughs> protected
2: it's in clary you can check it if you need to
0: <laughs> so one last question before we we completely go off the rails which is you don't want to go for another hour Gibby. i mean no we could i mean <laughs> we're we're ready we're we don't wider. want to lose dubs we lose
2: dubs after an hour we're in trouble
0: oh uh, so we lost we lost them yeah, we lost 15 minutes he's gone but, 15 um, minutes ago yeah he's in so his tilt he's it's waiting for high time down. over there so he can get off the ship <laughs> Is Tilt
3: on it's tap? dry land again? <laughs> tilt, no. So we've never brewed Tilt commercially.
0: Is there a plan to? Because that's like that was the tipping point, right? Like, mm. yeah, literally. Yeah, I think we will eventually. Maybe an anniversary
1: <laughs> ale. Possibility. We didn't have to get tweak the recipe. End. Yeah, we, we've definitely talked about it. We've talked about it. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, there's it's- a. I, I think one thing is that there's for sure a bunch of beers that we've talked about that we want to brew, um, yeah. that we just haven't been able to yet. Uh, we definitely, the good thing is they're always,
3: they're always growing new varieties of hops and, yeah. um, yeah, you know, the amount of different beers you could brew is endless.
2: So. Then you, you we'll mentioned this earlier and I know you guys have mentioned this before, but real quick, I, I, meant to talk about it. Um, when did you start doing the kombucha?
3: um six months ago i'm just gonna throw an number yeah. out there could be right okay. could be wrong don't check okay. yeah. me on it that. might have even have been a
1: year ago mace i don't know i oh, I, wow. I, don't I forget nobody's gonna know no nope. i guess not Flew I, under my
3: radar. Us, so. I need yeah. to
2: get in there and taste that out so we'll, yeah we'll so we contract
3: out. that out there's a
1: um a brewer out of worcester that
2: mm-hmm. makes kombucha that's nice I and I like
3: then that.
1: we, he brews it for us through a contract so Cool. It's not, it's nice. Cause it doesn't take up any room in our tank whatsoever. And it gives us another way to put something out there for the masses that mm-hmm. requires literally no, not of our time. No. Yeah. Gluten free.
0: Some for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk after the show about sponsorship opportunities, but um, mm-hmm. Maddie and I have made the executive decision without you guys knowing that you're welcome. Um, our Thursday, Friday show, our, our fantasy build, the Millie boys is going to be sponsored by Sterling street brewery um, yep. for yep. the foreseeable future. Um, yep. So uh, there's, there's free advertising uh, for all 27 listeners mm-hmm. and
2: um, <laughs> we'll talk about rev share later if things yeah. <laughs> go
0: well. <laughs> okay, But, um, but I'd also love to consider maybe next year, I don't know your brewing schedule, but we have a one night in Pinehurst, um, ale mm. or stout that comes out a little special. Maybe we get the whole crew together. Uh, I, that I think that could, that could be a, a nice little I mean, kickoff. We could do that.
2: That's the core competency of this podcast is just bringing, bringing people into the vortex to see what we can create.
3: <laughs>
1: we've actually, we were just, we we've talked many times about brewing a, uh, a beer that would be great specifically on the golf course. I think that nice we have session. a couple that work well, right? Mm-hmm. But like we hadn't, we had a conversation last week about a about a session. So
2: I mean, there's no better time to unveil it than down in South Carolina in March. So that's, I hope I, I would imagine that's a date that you guys may be circling towards, sort of driving at. Good point. We'll see.
0: So um, I, I really want to thank you, Mace and Jesse. Like uh, this is a real treat for us. We get to do these shows uh, Thursday, Friday, we kick up our heels and just, you know, build up a fantasy lineup, but like really How's that right- working for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's- i have been- staying away it's- from Broncos stack. So it's been, okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's been mildly successful. Now how you okay. want to define that? yeah you know we're we're up,
0: up one so we're doing more than drew's doing for anyone but exactly we're not losing money <laughs> we're gonna have to get him but, on to defend himself that him like son of a bitch he left me two voicemails i still haven't called him back yet <laughs> so we're, we're running doing. him all
2: through the whole thing
0: it is great to just you know kick the tires and, and talk to people that are doing some really cool stuff and interesting things and learn a little bit about like what does it mean to start a brewery? What are the things, you know, that that you took away and that you didn't expect? And like what you hit on, on the point, like, you know, we're brewing beer is 20% of this, right? And so I I thought that was really interesting and, and, uh, you know, great conversation. So we'd love to have you back sometime. Thank you. Um, And listeners get ready for, Thursday, Friday, we're going to have another show dropping. We are going to win you a million dollars at some point. Inevitable. It really might weird. be this year. It might be 2080 if the podcast is still going. Um, but at some <laughs> point, we'll make it happen. So, Are you still
1: going to be going in 2080?
0: Oh, no. No, no, no. It's going to be someone else. Uh, um, no, we'll be here. I,
2: yeah, well, I think some of us have a chance to live to 100 in this crew. If we, get some some of, we get some if centurions. we get some centurions. If you do
1: with some of what uh, Harris said, you might.
2: There we go. See, that's a nice callback. Well done. You get those mushrooms.
0: Yeah. Listen back to last week. Yeah. Take it easy. Thank,
1: thank you,
2: boys. Appreciate you.
0: Thanks for having Cheers. us. Cheers.